I'll tell you, after many years, moons of working in alternative rock, just radio and whatnot, I became very close-minded musically to a lot of genres that were outside alternative or indie rock. And uh, as I've gotten older, I've been able to kind of drop that. I I guess at the time it was just, what, insecurity or or just thinking I was too cool to listen to stuff like Steely Dan or the Doobie Brothers. But now, later in life, it's like music. Music is a beautiful thing. And and to pass judgment on music really kind of sucks, you know, unless you're Nickelback. No, I'm just kidding. That's just too easy, low-hanging fruit. But uh, on that subject, I did hear that Creed, (laughs) and equally, uh, I I don't want to say hated, but uh, poked at band, I heard Creed's getting back together. Bring it. If it makes people happy, right? And that's what music is supposed to do. Escapism. Separate yourself from the craziness of life. And how much craziness do we have in the world right now? Which is why I've really learned and grown to appreciate Yacht Rock over the last couple of years. Since doing a feature on my uh, last or former radio show on 100.7 to uh, having a Spotify specialty show called the Yacht Rock and Request right now. I mean, I kid you not, there was a time I was just making fun of and hating on these bands, and now I celebrate them. They remind me of uh, that last or one of the last interviews we did with that viral TikTok star, Nathan. You listen to Yacht Rock, you're easy vibing, like Nathan. Dreams is essentially a Yacht Rock song, or certainly has Yacht Rock elements. I know purists would call it out and say it's Yacht Rock. But uh, that being said, this episode, we're talking to some Yacht Rock legends, David Jenkins and Corey Larios of Pablo Cruz. And it's funny because when we did the feature on the radio, my uh, co-host on the Patreon show, Unmanageable, Merrill, used to hate on Pablo Cruz. Well, hate on the fact that I played him all the time. So the fact that I'm actually welcoming Pablo Cruz on the podcast is just huge And uh, I'm going to make sure that Merrill listens to the entire thing from start to finish. So before I start Zooming with the gentlemen, I do want to thank our sponsors. We'll start with March and Ash at marchandash.com, San Diego's premier cannabis dispensary. They've got the in-store experience happening in Mission Valley, Vista, out in Imperial, coming to City Heights. And uh, again, online, marchandash.com. They've got curbside pickup, delivery, the whole trip, voted San Diego's number one dispensary, North County, Vista. The friends hit it up. Also want to thank Baja Bound, Mexican Auto Insurance. If you need Mexican Auto Insurance, if you're going to Baja, I got my buddy Scott down there right now. I was just uh, texting with him. He's got this ridiculous tricked out VW van that looks like a pickup truck. It's not a transporter. It's just this converted, it's just crazy. It looks like something out of Mad Max, but he's down in Baja right now, and he's using BajaBound.com. Travel safely, Scott, and all the homies down there. I think think there's a race happening right now, which is crazy given the current state of affairs, but who am I to judge? And before I pick up with Pablo Cruz here, I also want to thank uh, New Greens, the most legit superfood drink, and uh, you can find... New Greens online at, guess what, newgreens.com. They've got free shipping. It's small batch, California-created superfood. 
you, you just take a little scoop, throw it in, uh, throw it in water, some juice, and uh, it's just amazing. You get your your nutrients, you get your greens right there in a glass. They've got minted, which is an awesome flavor. They've got the classic, and then a superfood drink called Superberry, which is an antioxidant-rich powerhouse. It's greens meets superberries. But essentially, instead of eating a, a huge salad, one scoop of this, whew, you are good to go. Newgreens.com. Hey, hey. hey, David. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Pleasure to you? meet you. Where I'm in San, Die- San Diego. Yourself? Uh, north. I'm in Stinson Beach. Oh, where wow. They, you know where it is, huh? I know it well. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Are you yeah, a I'm a, um, I am. Indeed, I am. Oh, really? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, well, you'd be interested. How about you? Yeah, I surf. And um, uh, two weeks ago, uh, my wife and I have been doing concerts, uh, street concerts, out in front of our house here. And we get as it's many amazing. as I 70 people and everybody wears their mask everybody stays apart they bring their lawn chairs and uh and um you know their wine and whatever they want to do you know that and two weeks ago uh a good friend of mine came up and joined us you know who tom curran is oh my gosh of course right legend legend well tom and i have been knowing each other for a few years and uh He's really got a great voice, and he's got some nice songs. So he joined us and sat in with us. He drove him and him and um, his wife drove up and stayed with us here at the house, and uh, we we had a ball, man. It was just a lot of fun. We've done it before. We, my wife and I, had Tom come to Nashville and play with us at the Bluebird Cafe there. And oh, how cool! It was with John McPhee. You know John McPhee from the Doobies. Sure and do. Yeah, we had a great week. Uh, we played. A Tuesday night at the Bluebird, then Wednesday night we went to the the Musicians Hall of Fame for a for an induction ceremony for some you know uh, luminaries in, in Nashville, and then Thursday night we played another gig in, close to town there, and we just had a great week of hanging and and you know music camp. It was really fun. That's dope, especially now we need it so bad right now. I get together. Oh, yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. Because it even though you're having fun and you're releasing and you're getting back into that moment, there's also that thing in the back of your head the whole time. And then I oh, deal yeah. with this. I deal with like this next day guilt. It's a really weird thing that I deal right. with that I have to power through. And right. I know. The- man. It's incredible. Nothing makes sense right now. And, Nothing. and we don't even know if they're telling the truth and who's telling the truth. Mm. We don't know what to believe. But if, no. if what they're saying is true, we're in for another hard ride coming up right now. It's starting now. I know. My so, parents are freaking now with the holidays coming up. It's just crazy. Yeah, man. We've, we've been playing by the rules, but what does that even mean anymore? Like you said, it changes every friggin' day. Yeah. And it reminds me of, and keep in mind, I'm a very happily married man and got little kids and the whole bit. But it reminds me when I was single and you would hook up with somebody and that next day you have that guilt and you don't know if something's going to happen. You're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's going to fall off. It's going (laughs) to fall off or burn. And that's just. Oh, God. It's it's, it's, every day that feeling. 
Yeah, it's similar to that. That's right. Oh my god. So let me yeah. uh, let me bring in Corey here. Looks oh, like good. he's he's coming in. Hey Dave. Hey Chris. Hey Corey. It's a pleasure meeting you. Nice to meet you too. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Better now. I'm a huge fan, and this is so cool having the two of you together. I was just talking surfing with David, and now here we are with you, man. All right. It's a good morning. Yeah, we were also we were also talking about you know the uncertainty of 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 life right now the, the, with the COVID thing. And Chris was saying it's like it's like back in the old old days when we were all single. After you'd have a night with somebody, you'd leave. You, you know, you, the next day you'd be going. Ah, what did I just do? Is it going to fall off? <laughs> you know, that's an interesting correlation to the COVID situation. I don't know how you guys came up with that. Well, just because, because you know, you get together with people and you don't know if they're if they're if they're clean or not. You know, exactly. And you're trying to do the right thing and have a little bit of fun. We were just talking about how we go out a little bit out of our comfort zones and we have guilt the next day, and that's how the correlation came yeah. into play. Okay. Let's talk about you guys and the fact I'm just uh, I'm tripped out that you released a single after over three decades. That doesn't happen very often with artists. Can you let's start there and tell me about uh, how it all happened? God, man, you know, we we we've been playing together for quite a while. Uh, you know, after the break, we took we took 20, 25 years. I don't know, 20 years, Corey, 25 years. Yeah. Uh, and and then and then we got back together and said, oh, this is fun. Let's play some more. Let's let's do some gigs. And and, you know, we never talked about actually recording or releasing anything. But let's just take, you know, the people that that know us, they want to hear the old songs. You know, they don't they don't care about anything new. Well, and then we just decided it was just kind of a, a thing that happened. Uh, Larry and Corey got together and they came up with this, the the the. Uh, the body of this of this song breathe actually it was actually it was right when robbie got in the band and then robbie larry and i got together and, and start pretty much started this thing and i when people ask about it i say it's kind of an experiment in terror trying to, to actually make the record considering we we were all doing it remotely you know everybody was sure owning it in although the basic track and everything was done you know um i mean everything was caught was live Larry's bass and all that stuff was live, and the drums are live, everything's live. But um, but it wasn't like we used to make records. I mean, it wasn't like we all. I mean, I, I, I Dave and I were talking about going back in and listening to, to all our old stuff, and you know, you, you couldn't. I, I don't know if I even know how to play half that stuff that we did. <laughs> because, I mean, it was a lot of lot of lot of music in those records, and and lots of really con you know very very complex changes and and performances but the the point i'm making is it was all live i mean i'm amazed really when i listen to some of those records that we did that you know all in one take because there was no such thing as editing i mean you could edit a couple little things but certainly couldn't edit piano yeah. you know it, it was called rehearse and record yeah right. you edit drums i mean you, it was i mean you could but it was you know really difficult so getting back to this song you know, we had the, the lion's share of it, and then we, we actually had a Zoom call uh, or and, and finished the song lyrically. You know, Dave got on the phone, and, and uh, we had all, all four of us on the phone talking about, like, what where to take this. But it was, it was you know, already the, the lyric was kind of headed towards the COVID thing way before we even knew about it. Yeah, it was the foundation of the song and you guys getting back together and doing this influenced by covid or was this something that was in discussion in the works for a long time since you guys had been playing together uh, 
I think it, I think it just kind of fell together. And our situation, like everyone else's with COVID, uh, you know, is what kind of uh, dictated our recording method and how to, you know, do a video. And did you see the video, Chris? I have not seen the video yet. Oh, no. Check it out. It's, you just go to Pablo Cruz Breathe, and then you'll see part of the lyric on the screen. That's the one to click on. Is oh, the a, lyric video. The lyric no, video. not the lyric video. Is the okay. lyric video still up, Corey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. that, that's what I saw. I saw the lyric video. Yeah, yeah I wish we'd take that down because I think uh, the main the video is the one you want to see. What we call the official video. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, it, when we got on the phone together, it was kind of, we were in COVID. We were in the situation. We were separate, separated from working together. And uh, so we, we definitely leaned towards it, I guess, just in, in a way. I mean, the opening line in a world that's going crazy uh, that was already there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but, but ironically, the breathe part became almost a point of, is it right to put this record out just because of some of the things that happened out there on the streets? Wow. Right. Right. And it was, uh, it was, it was, <laughs> it was, I was playing, working on it here and, 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 um, that's when that thing came up with George Floyd, you know, and that was so awful. Right. And and then you know his, you know what he was saying. I was like, "Can't yeah, breathe." <laughs> we're working on a song, "Breathe," and uh, you know it's like we were really not sure about putting it out, you know. But ironically, yeah. nobody, nobody's ever brought that up. Really, I know that's great. Right. But there is an interesting uh, thing to note how, uh, which is how quickly the, the public forgets, you know, like George Floyd thing seemed to be a threatening issue in the course of writing the song. And Corey and I were going, well, well what, what if, you know? I mean, is this going to be... Yeah, I mean, obviously the lyric that we have is completely positive, upbeat. Right. right. Hey, take the studio a... itself is very fun yeah. and up, you know? Corey put together a bunch of images in his studio where he's sitting right there. And, and uh, it's a fun collection of stuff. And then we're interspersed in it, you know? You should check it out. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, and we're going to... Play it here on our show. Do you have more plans of to record more and actually put together a full piece album and do the circuit post pandemic? Assuming we're gonna see that day. Well, I think it's 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 a, a total possibility to say that you know we're gonna progress as as a group and as writers and players and singers. And um, I think it, it it wouldn't. I think it wouldn't be uh, you know. A, 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 a false statement to say we're going to record. You know, I think we could. Oh, I'm mixing something, another song right now, which is actually a song we recorded, but we brought it back in and, and have it. And Robbie's singing it. It's a song actually I sang on our record, and we rearranged the whole, did the whole arrangement. We can actually do it in the show now, and it's it's it'll be like maybe the next thing, probably um, you know, beginning of the year. I mean, right now we're just going to just sort of wait and see what happens with this pandemic i mean we we uh but i think the simple answer is yeah we'll do it because one of there's not a whole lot of other options in terms of yeah i mean you know people are doing these internet broadcasts and we're we're going to be involved in a couple of those things but oh cool they're they're really kind of you know they're they're really difficult to do for one you know especially since we've been off the road for so long you know and um 
so yeah, probably new music and maybe even, you know, putting, you know, rearranging maybe some of the old music, you know, and, and doing that. It's, 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 it has been a while. And, and yeah. you know, I was, I mean, Pop, this last year, 2019 was the best year Pablo Cruz has had um, in terms of being on the road. I mean, it's sort of, it, it almost, when we came back together back, you know, in the beginning, it was more like, let's, it was fun to have the repertoire. It was more like a hobby. We just do it. And then all of a sudden we've rounded this band out and the, the current lineup is great. How and cool. Really great. And it's great for Dave and I, because we wrote this repertoire. And so, you know, we're able to spread it around and, and, and get some new takes on the stuff. So the show's really fun. Really That's fun. awesome. And so, I'm curious how much, uh, for me personally, working on art or producing content is a, a cathartic thing that helps take me out of my head. Has it been, uh, have you felt those benefits as well since we're in these times that can be so anxiety ridden and, and, and uncertain that working together and communally, you know, like you did when you were younger, is that helping you through the pandemic as well? Do you feel like mental health benefits? I, I think, uh, you know, working on Breathe was a, was a good, uh, I don't know about cathartic, but it was a, it was a good reconnection you know, for all of us, I was happy to get together with Corey on just sharing some ideas as a writer in a writer's point of view. Um, you know, and that that is something I welcome again. I, I, I look forward to, a, a, you know, the opportunity and it probably will end up being long distance, you know, but, you know, to, to try to come up with something. I mean, the other day, Corey said, you got any riffs going on? I said, yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, and I, I've got a, I've got a, <laughs> a bunch of riffs that I'd love to share with Corey and get and get started on, you know, and, and actually write something. Um, but I had to get on your show to tell him that. So <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say it, it, it's it, it's a. Um, I mean, the good news the good news is that we like where we are. You know, I mean, we, we're with the families, and and so you know, like it's not like life has changed that much because we all, we've always worked out of our home studios. I mean, for Biaf since God, almost seventeen years now. I'm, Sure. More than that, probably. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about in the house. I mean, I've never yeah. had a studio in the house, always had outside of the house, but everybody has it now and we can move stuff around. So, it, you know, but, but, uh, it's a chance to really, you know, you know, work up your, your, uh, your skills as a player. Uh, um, I, mean, yeah. like I, said, I was listening to some of the stuff that we did and, um, there's stuff that I played on those records that I swear I don't know how the hell I did it. it like, I know, right? I mean, it's pretty fast. It's pretty, it's, it's yeah. stuff. And, and I, 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 you know, forgot about that. But then going back to that, we actually played that live means that we were in really tip top condition yeah. when we were on the road and the band was what I always say when we were on tour for real. But now with this band that we've got now, it kicks your ass. So that's, yeah. So when and we, it's an it's an entertaining show. Corey and I have finally, after all of these decades of doing this, we've we've hit on a a very fun thing on stage to where we can talk to people, talk to the crowd, and give each other shit on stage and you know, <laughs> laugh and and you know it's it's an it's an entertaining. Show to learn how to entertain, you know. Yeah. So that's a fun thing. Yeah, and the guy, everybody's everybody's engaged. We, we're, we're, the guys that we have in the band, Robbie Wyckoff, Larry Antonino, and we have a new drummer now, um, and he's just amazing drummer. He was out with J Lo, and uh, Don was, and damn, the drummers can drive your band differently, you know. And we heck yeah, we rehearsals with this guy, and he kicks your ass. I mean, this guy is a, he, <laughs> yeah, he really makes us play. 
a lot tighter and a lot more. Uh, yeah. Just there's just a much much more definition of time, yeah. and we all hit it a little differently, and it's really fun. You know, that's the cool thing is to be able to know that we have the band, and by keeping ourselves in touch through this. But this thing is this is taxing as hell for every musician. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. I I know very well and intimately how challenging it is for musicians on every single level. And yeah. Um, yeah. I I am curious. Have you guys felt this? Um, it, it's it's been going on for a while, but as it relates to the yacht rock resurgence, if you will, uh, do you feel the momentum and the change in the audience? Because for example, I put up the show that you're on right now on Spotify. I look at the demographics and I've got as many people in their twenties and thirties listening as people in their fifties and sixties. Wow. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I think that we, we deserve that title since we're Pablo Cruz. CRA. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, it's funny, but I, when, when, when the band, band was, uh, when we were working in, you know, all the time, our kind of home base was this beautiful sailboat up in, in Tiburon. Um, and that was, that was kind of where we all hung out. And, and, uh, and then we did our fair share of sailing up there in the Bay Area. And, uh, you know, when everybody's been into, you know, I, I get it. I mean, I don't think there's a, a lot of people say, you, is that like some sort of stigma? Yacht rock, was it bother you? And I said, well, it's, what's, it's like heavy metal. It's like there's different genres. I agree. And we've kind of evolved into that genre. You know, over the years, I mean, all the bands that are in there, like Ambrosia or Orleans or Firefall, all those bands fall into what I think people consider the yacht rock. You know? Yeah, and it's got hipster cred. I mean, it really. <laughs> I mean, there there are tribute bands. There are kids going to bars for yacht rock nights back when we can go to bars. And uh, I did a feature on the radio, and it was the number one feature. And Anytime we opened it up and took requests, it'd be Pablo Cruz, Pablo Cruz. And it it was funny, though, because then you'd get all these newcomers to the scene and they do the Pink Floyd thing where they thought Pablo Cruz was a guy. (laughs) Which one's Pablo Cruz? Took so much time off, I've always said now people don't know whether he's a chef or a band. (laughs) Exactly. Well, uh, let's go through, if you don't mind, because I'll play some of your older stuff. If you can give us a quick anecdote as it relates to these songs that I'll insert into the show. For example, if I can get you guys to talk about what you're going to do for a couple of minutes, thinking about back to that track, where you were in your life at that time and what it means to you today. Corey. Well, I know exactly where we were when we wrote it. Um, we were on tour with the Doobie Brothers and we were in St. Louis. And we were in a hotel room and uh, we were looking at the arch, you know, the big arch in St. Louis. And we wrote pretty much the lion's share of the song in there. The arrangement changed a few times, but we, we came up with, you know, the lion's share of the, of the, the you know, changes in the, in the melodies and and, and the, that song, uh, I, I know the, uh, the lyric idea for that thing um, came out of discussions uh, uh, between me and Corey about a relationship that I was leaving, that I was going through, but leaving with this uh, absolutely wonderful gal that uh, I, for some reason, I wasn't ready to be 
in the relationship. I, I wanted to end it. But <laughs> Corey would Corey Corey would say, "Really? Are you sure? What are you going to do when she says <laughs> goodbye?" <laughs> You're gonna do your dumbass when she says goodbye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that it was too long to fit on the record. So, <laughs> <laughs> and if we can do the same thing for love, we'll find a way. If you don't mind waxing a little nostalgic on that track. Well, Corey, how long do you think it was between the release of those two songs? How long? Yeah. Back-to-back albums. I mean, a year. Yeah. A year. Well, the unfortunate. The reason I bring that up is the unfortunate thing is, "Love Will Find a Way" was about the same relationship. <laughs> I, still, I still had broken free of it. We've all had those women in our lives. <laughs> that song, yeah, it took time too. I mean, it was the that the, the actual riff, the, the the main body riff of the main melody of the verse was the thing Dave was playing for a long time on the piano. It was like really really catchy and it was like this is great and i'm playing it and we're playing it and we you know and then but i mean it was actually in the probably on 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 the burner before what you're going to do it was around and then right. when and we and but we but when we were working on that uh, world's away album uh we got that song going in in the rec at the record plant and i remember Corey went to another one of the other studios at the plant and then came back a few minutes later. And says, "What about this for the chorus?" And, and <laughs> had the and had that transitional chord, and then into the bop da do da da do da da da. Yeah. And, uh, and at the time we were recording, we had Mike Picaro in the studio with us playing bass, and Mike Damn. was on this do 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 and just nailed it. You know, he was just such a groove pocket guy. Hell but, yeah. yeah! But then we recorded it in the studio. The track, no song. And our producers, right. you know, this is a hit song. It's a hit track, but you got to make a song out of it. Right. And that was like serious challenge. But to end it, it was like the beauty of it was that was in the spring when it came out of 78, forever. But um, I just remember coming across the Brooklyn Bridge and we were, we were in New York and we hear this thing playing on the radio and it sounded, we, we knew we had a record. Yeah, yeah. It was an amazing time, and we were, I think we were going, we were playing in Central Park with uh, the Beach Boys or something. Remember that? That's insane. Yeah. When you heard that, you know, when you work on a song that long, and this is like, you know, it took so long to get it, and then all of a sudden you hear this thing come on the radio, and you just, you know, it's just sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, even if they get yeah. it. Yeah. No, nah, it's next level. That's the stuff you dream of as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, it was really amazing. Well, I can't thank the two of you enough to have the opportunity to talk to you. And I certainly encourage people to listen to your first original music in 37 years, digital single titled Breathe. It was released back in September. It's so awesome. Quintessential Pablo Cruz. And uh, my final question for you, uh, David, because I do have a huge contingent of uh, surfers listening, uh -huh. uh, what do you ride? What, what type of surfboard do you I'm ride? I'm a longboarder, man. Me, I don't get too. out to be shortboarding. I've got a, I've got a couple of Beckers and shortboards in the garage, but I, I only take them out if I'm going boating. I can't. I can't. I don't <laughs> have, you know what I mean? It's fun to ride behind. I'm a longboarder as well, buddy. I'm a big yeah. boy, so no shame in the cool. longboard game. So I've got a um, I've got a um, uh, Surf Tech. Uh, 
God, it's a beast. It's really long and um, Henry Ford designed, but it's a light board. It, I mean, and it, you know, it yeah. goes like crazy. It's a, it's a great surfboard. You know? Yeah. I, I ride a surf tech too, a Munoz, oh, yeah. a Mickey Munoz. Uh, who's the, uh, oh shoot. There's a, there's a guy that's got the, uh, Corky Carroll has, uh, you know, he's got yeah. his own line, his own models and stuff. And on one of my surf trips, when I was very young, I think I was 19, uh, I was surfing a cotton point and I, I took off on a wave that I shouldn't have. I didn't look down way up wave and man, this guy ran over me and kept going. And I came up after, and it was a good size wave, but I came up and I said, Oh my God, that was Corky Carroll. He just ran me over. So, so, you know, the guy, he was world champion at the time. Legend. And shouldn't have taken off in that way. Well, decades later, I'm down in Mexico on a surf trip, and I see this guy, big guy, cutting this wave to pieces, just dominating. And this photographer shooting him. I said, who is that? He said, it's Corky Carroll. I said, I got to meet him. So I, so he says, well, he's coming in in a moment. I'll, I'll introduce you. So he comes in, and I tell him the story. He comes up to me and the, the photographer, right? And uh, I tell him the story about him running over me at, at Cotton Point. <laughs> and he goes, oh. Sorry. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> That's it. You're not going to get more, buddy. No, but You're we, not became fast, get more. we became fast friends at the moment at that time. And, and, and we, we've stayed in touch ever since. It was great. I love it. Have you seen that movie Free Ride? Have you seen the movie? Free Ride? Yeah. No, which one's that? It's a big surf movie. And wait, all, all the soundtrack is Pablo Cruz. It was all the early... You built, who were the servers? Bill Delaney, right? Bill Delaney filmed it. And, and Chris, uh, you know, I was talking, I mentioned Tom Curran was here a couple weeks ago. Tom yeah. uh, told me that free, you never saw Free Ride? No, I haven't seen oh, Free Ride. you gotta Ride. look it up. Go, anyway, I just wrote opening, it down. The opening sequence, and then I think there's two, is it is Ocean Breeze and Zero to 60 in that, Corey? Yeah, and El Verano. And El Verano. And, and Tom said that that music and that movie was was pivotal for him going into competitive surfing no way absolutely he said he said that he, watching that movie is what you know took him over in his decision to go and into you know, what's interesting too is it really built our fan base in japan What an awesome session. Thank you so much to uh, David and Corey of Pablo Cruz. Certainly encourage you to check out their new track, Breathe, and don't forget to do that yourself, especially in this crazy world that we live in, right? I uh, also want to remind you that you can subscribe to the podcast, The Cantori Show, on Apple, Google, and Spotify, and I certainly encourage you to do so. And on the next episode, we're talking to David Bronner, of uh, Dr. Bronner's soaps. His grandfather is Dr. Bronner, and David's coming on to talk about psychedelics <laughs> and, and how they help with mental health and clarity. It's pretty awesome stuff, and we'll be discussing that with uh, David Bronner of Dr. Bronner's soaps on our next show. Until then, be good, kind to yourself and others, and also if you're in the neighborhood here in San Diego, Normal Heights, and would like an ice cream, Go say hi to uh, our friends over at Mariposa, Mariposa Ice Cream. We really appreciate their support, too. Okay, bye.